Hello, everybody in podcast land. Um, so this was just a chunk of about 10 minutes of audio that was uh, a good conversation from episode 6, but it didn't really fit into the rest of the episode. So I thought I'd release it as our very first bonus episode. Pretty cool, right? So the conversation itself is a little rambling. There's some good stuff in there, including uh, this idea of China as a land of minor inconveniences. There's this pretentious quote that I've been trying out in my head, kind of editing over and over again, which goes something like, totalitarian governments are not held up by ideology or passion, but instead by a million tiny inconveniences. So, I don't know. Uh, Listen to the podcast, tell me what you think of that. Also, Alden makes a bunch of really annoying noises, so don't want to miss that. The podcast I mentioned uh, about depression is called The Hilarious World of Depression. It's hosted by this comedian, John Moe. He talks to other comedians about depression in an effort to laugh at, cry at, and understand depression in a way to um, kind of take away its power. Now, you don't need to be depressed to enjoy it. I think it's just really interesting to hear comedians talking about their experiences, personally. A few featured people are Peter Siegel from... Wait, wait, don't tell me. Andy Richter, who is Conan's right-hand man, and uh, the wonderful Paul F. Tompkins. It's really great, and it's a wonderful message that they're that they're saying. Uh, give it a listen. Again, that's the hilarious world of depression. So after all of that information, uh, I'm now realizing that I never looked up the name of the movie Amanda mentions uh, later on in the conversation, and uh, that's my bad, so sorry everybody, I should really plan these out before recording. Uh, Anything else I wanted to add? No, just stay tuned, and uh, I hope you enjoy this. You know, hmm. it's easy. I can't. All you need to do is put your lips together and blow. <laughs> Though I can't snap up a storm. I can do a loon call sometimes. Oh, like a, a proper loon call? Yeah. I just. No, <laughs> not that. Whoa, where'd that loon come from? <laughs> oh man, jeez. Wow. Um, I got a good goat. Oh my god. It's a good goat. She's gonna come knock on the door again and be like, um, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I'll be like, no, you're not. Ah! Oh my god. When you start this off talking about how somebody was making a ton of noise in your apartment. At 6.40 in the morning. It's 1.47 in the afternoon. If I'm making too much noise for you now, you've got problems. There could be people who work nights, you know. Nobody sleeping during the day. Nobody works nights in China. (laughs) The one person working at nights is like, ah, we've been in the red for all this. Or what's the bad one? Uh, The red? Yeah. We've been in the red for... For ever since I opened this up, I don't know what's what I'm doing wrong. He's just like sitting out by himself. He's got like that a stall, you know, with food and stuff, and he's just like, oh, is that is that is that? No, oh, uh, no, 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 it's just a dog. Oh, 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 hey, is this? Uh, uh, oh, no, no. Right. For those not getting the joke, in China, things shut down pretty early. Mm-hmm. There's not really a nightlife, even in the big cities. Like, we live in a smaller part. But in the bigger cities, we live in a village, pretty yeah, much, essentially. But in the like bigger cities, they even shut down like bars at like eleven. You're like, what? 
Like, well, maybe this, maybe this could be our B subject, but like you were talking about this, like inconveniences, mm-hmm. right? Like little inconveniences are the classic one you were talking about was Tylenol. Yeah. And the fact that what they put the child poo for right, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I can bring, it, yeah. like, it like, it like, so Tylenol, yeah. you can easily kill yourself with. You just need to eat the whole bottle. But it's one of like the worst ways you, you can kill yourself because it rapidly damages your liver and then you die over the next four days. It's like horrible. I watched a movie one mm-hmm. time that was... <laughs> this is just... I don't know where this came from because it was a long time ago. Mm. But it was like the story of this kid and he like tries... I think I think the storyline is that the kid is gay and, mm. and he ends up trying to commit suicide. Mm. And he does it by eating like a whole bottle of Advil instead of Tylenol. Uh-huh. And so then he's in 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 the hospital and he's like, why am I not dead? And he's like, well, you know, like if you wanted to be dead, this nurse, yeah. this like cute male nurse uh-huh. is like, you would have had to have Tylenol, not Advil. Like, and they then they're like weirdly joking and he has this crush on this nurse. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, go back to what you're saying. So what they did is an effort to like stop um, this being used in a lot of like areas where suicide rates were higher. Tylenol released like pill packets like so you oh, put by the yeah. bottle you had to buy like the pop packets and they actually found that suicide decreased because you had to take the effort to pop out each pill because you have to eat quite a few of them to, mm-hmm. to do it and mm-hmm. they basically point out that like when people want to commit suicide if there's a minor inconvenience to stop them from doing it guardrails on exactly bridges. like if there's a high enough guardrail on the bridge people drive to the bridge and be like ah fuck it like, they'll be too late, like, because most people, I'm going to say most people, suicide is often linked with depression, and depression often gives you feelings of apathy, right? So, we're like, nothing matters, nothing matters, and sort of, you can have these, like... Or, like, feeling like, oh, I'm a piece of shit, it, I yeah. just screw it up. No, exactly. I, there's a great podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression, where in one of the people, I forget who they are, they're interviewing, but one of the people says exactly that. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was going to I was gonna jump off the bridge, and then, like, I saw the guardrails, too, and I was like... If you get up on there, you're just gonna end up like making it. You like you can't climb that. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. It's like her depression kept her from killing, killing herself. herself. Yeah, <laughs> that's really why. Enough. That's yeah. why like guns. If you have a gun in the house, that's the dangerous part about it, is that you could choose to kill yourself at any moment, mm. right? So like if you have a minor inconvenience, <clears throat> it's actually enough to stop you. Mm. I took a class mm-hmm. in my BED and it's called guidance, and the the teacher who taught it like was an actual guidance counselor like he would go to school be a guidance counselor during the day and then come teach this class in the evening and he's saying like he has dealt with suicidal kids mm-hmm. like dozens and dozens of times throughout his career and he said he said the first thing like if a kid says that they're depressed or if a kid tells them they're mm-hmm. suicidal the first thing he does is he says well how would you do it no. how would you kill yourself no. because uh if if a if a kid is able to like explain exactly how they would do it then he would know that it's it's something that they've been thinking about for a long time because they've had time to sort of go over it and come to terms with which way which way they would feel comfortable taking their own life and he said and that's like you can't be afraid to sort of start conversations about it yeah because having people talk about it is Mm -hmm. a good way sometimes to get them if they're saying it out loud they're suddenly it becomes more real to them and that is something that could sort of flip a switch but also you can sort of assess the nature of it this severity of it yeah. even or how far along like these feelings are in a person yeah i mm. know yeah, it's a tricky one um but sort of to tie it into what you were talking about jacob uh, one of the experiences we've had in china is that it is i mean the west views it as, it's funny because the west goes oh china is this big like monolithic 
dictatorship of people and they, they have the great firewall and, and no information is allowed in unless <laughs> the state has allowed it. And that's not true. Like, it's this sort of weird, like, we, d- we did talk about it. I'm just... <laughs> um, it's like this in when you when you live in China, it's just like the land of minor inconveniences mm. that sort of dictate your life. So like we go to the cinema, there's only one door open. Uh, there's like a huge wall of doors to get into the mall, right? And there's only one of those doors open. So everybody has to go through that one door. And Jacob, you had a point about this within Russia as well too, right? Yeah, Russia. Uh, when I was there, my professor who was there with, um, he pointed out that that's a classic thing that they do. They just have one door open. And then, so it's usually like rows of two doors and you have the leftmost one open mm-hmm. on the first row of doors and you have the rightmost mm-hmm. one open. Yeah. So you have to walk all the way down yeah. and through. So it's kind of like a controlled thing. And it's like... Just psychologically, you yeah. know, having it to wears do that all the time, yeah. you know, and I see a lot of the same things with China. So, yeah. like, the everything closes down really early. Yeah. The Qingwe, which is... The light rail system. The light rail system, which is pretty much from where we are, yeah. the only way we can really get into the city, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, okay, or taxi, but that's kind of... Yeah, yeah taxi is more... It's inconvenient, right? Because yeah. you, you have to get into it. You have to, like, talk to the guy somehow yeah. and figure out, like, oh, and he's going to argue over or the price, price or whatever. Yeah. And whereas, whereas public transport, like a bus or, mm. you know, a subway or something like that, train, yeah. easy. Boom, boom, you pay your thing, get off. Yeah. Um, but they close it down, like, super early. 7.30 like, mm. is the last train out of... So if, yeah. so if you ever want to do something downtown, you have to be, like, committed to... Taxi back a taxi yeah um or just not staying out that late yeah mm. um and so you were saying even the subway because the light rail is different than i the think subway. the subway closes early too yeah. like not as early well as... even in beijing the subway closes really early what's that like one yeah, yeah that's see because that's the thing and like... that was the latest it was open anywhere that we were on vacation mm-hmm. it was open till one in beijing like in in uh in Chengdu, it mm. closed at 11 mm. And in, in Shanghai, I think it closed at, like, midnight. Which is crazy, because Shanghai's a huge city. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah and I mean, like, like when I was in New York, in New York City, <laughs> how they do things there, it's open 24 hours, right? Because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just decrease the amount of trains they have yeah. running, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they're, they're fewer and far between, but, like, mm-hmm. they still have them going because... I mean, so much, I mean, Vancouver so has buses. Well, Vancouver has buses 24-7. So, yeah, so, well, I think there's just a very different mm-hmm. attitude about... Because you need to have them in the West running because people work all night. Yeah, That doesn't happen as often here. People who are working all night. I feel like in China, there's a lot more focus like on resting, if that makes sense. So you go to work, you work hard, and then you rest like, after. There must, be, there must be night jobs. Like, that just I'm, seems to... Yeah, but I mean, like, there are no 24-hour McDonald's. Yeah, and of course we all know that that's how we measure. <laughs> well, uh, that's no, no, just kidding. Um, but okay. This is why this is, this okay. is why this is a second world country. <laughs> but that was my joke with the guy who's like opening up a food stand. Yeah, you know, yeah. literally at night, and he's trying to get people. Yeah, to he's like, please. What the nightlife? Is, the, the nightlife is like booming. At like it's weird because you like go to like a night on the town, right? And in China, it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Bars are like bustling, hustling. But then by the time it hits like. 11 mm. it's just like deserted like everybody's like i've gone home but that's not really true because when we went to the park for kimmy's birthday yeah but it's go? all expats the park was like 80 to 90 percent yeah, yeah but megan yeah, was there this that. weekend megan megan was there this weekend and the park it, there were like no expats okay. the only ones there. well then maybe it's just more sort of a downtown thing i don't know 
Hmm. It's hard. I feel like it's also hard to gauge what it would be like to live yeah. in a city. Because we're kind we... of in the sticks. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, no one's ever lived in a city. Except Here. for you. In this in this room, no one's ever no. lived in. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> trying to say something there, Jacob? <laughs> uh, I'm just playing my persona, you know. Yeah. <laughs>